Revelation 12:11 And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Welcome to by the word of their testimony and here is your host Etienne McClintock. Greetings and a warm welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in today. In the studio today on location at Anon in Malaysia, I have a special guest and he is the president of Anon. Hello. David Farm. So, David, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I heard your testimony you shared and also part of the testimony and flowed into how Anon started earlier in this week, and I was really inspired by it, and I know that those who are listening on radio at the moment would really love to hear your testimony of how God has transformed and changed your life. Thank you very much. So I know you're the president, but what does the president do at Anon? You know, when people ask me, what do I do here? Well... To be honest, I do not know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I, the Lord just lead my life. Yes. I just do whatever the Lord asks me to do. Mm. And I realized to be a leader here, you just got to do everything in this place. Right. You don't have a specific job. You just got to do everything. Yes. And uh, just to make sure the place run well, everyone is happy, mm. they're serving the Lord, and they are fulfilled, and they're okay. being taken care of. So you have a lot of people that work and do their responsibility. You've got to make sure that all those things work together nicely that's right, that's for a right. harmonious whole. That's right. That's yeah. right. You know, a lot of time to get money to start the project is not that difficult. Mm. To get it sustained and everyone happy working, that is something only God can do, you know. Right. Okay, to bring yeah. the harmony. Yes. Yeah. Serving the Lord harmoniously. To maintain the work. Mm. You know, a money to start just one project, just one time. Yeah. But every month, you need to maintain the place, the salary, the utilities, everything. It, it will take a lot to, 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 to be consistent. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. okay. So, can maybe just briefly, for those who do not know about Anon, who are listening at the moment, maybe they're listening for the first time, could you just tell us a little bit about what Anon does and what Anon stands for, the benefits of Anon? Yeah, Anon started with a, with a hope of helping people to regain their health. Hmm. And while regaining the health, they will find a God that have that can heal them. Hmm. There are too many broken people around the world, and we realize many people that come with physical problem, they always come with uh, spiritual dryness, hmm. a lot of pain, a lot of hatreds, a lot of enviness, and uh, pain that have never recovered for many many years. So we hope Anon is a place of healings, not only physical, but mental and spiritual. Okay, so it's a holistic approach. It covers every aspect of man, yes. including the spiritual. And quite often they can change their diet, but if the other things aren't changed, like the spiritual dimension of man, then there's still problems. Yes. You know, Anon is blessed by God. We have a very beautiful environment. Mm, when people come in, they're surrounded by nature. Mm. So it is a natural thing that the heart will start opening up. Mm. It is very different in a city. When yes. you're in a city, you look at all the concrete walls, right? Yes. You look at so many people and so many talking and so many 
businesses running around, yeah. it's hard for someone to hear God. Mm. In the nature, when you hear birds singing, when you see rain, when you see stars, when you see natural things around, our mind and our soul will just naturally in tune to spiritual things. Mm. So when they come for physical healings, naturally, their heart will start opening up. Yes. I have doctor telling me, wow, the patient was just crying in front of me. I mm. say, man, this, this patient had never seen you in her or his life. And how in the world they were all suddenly pour in front of you, right? Yes. So it is something about nature and mm. something about God's presence, the Holy Spirit's influence that will really heal somebody. Mm. Yeah. And you have two doctors working here at Anon. Oh, we have two and a half. Two and a half, okay. Another doctor was here with the children having homeschooling with our okay. kids here. Mm. And so she also gave half of her time here. Mm. So when we're too busy, most of the time we need her to come in to see patients. Yeah. So we have two and a half. So it's scientific what you do here, it is natural what you're doing, and it's also the spiritual dimension, you know, trust in God. Yes. We are, not, we, are not, uh, we are not afraid to let them know we are Christians. Yes. Yeah? Okay. Because many people that come here, they are non-Christians. Hmm. But they are okay. They just come, we, are not very, we, we, we share God's love, we are yes. not very doctrinal, hmm. we just share God's love. You hmm. know? And many people need love. So they know we are Christians, and uh, they are free to ask questions. And most importantly, we don't even have to share Bible. They just look at our life. Mm. They're influenced by the students here, the workers here, just the way they eat, the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they exercise with them. They are very touched. I just don't know why. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the staff are very good here, very well trained. I've had some very good massages and foot spas yes. and hydrotherapies. And yes. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a great place to come, so I can highly recommend it. My <laughs> wife and myself have enjoyed it. But perhaps we can start, just go back to the beginning now. now. Perhaps you can tell us where you were born and your family environment that you were born into. Yeah, many people, when they come here, they look at me. They say, David, wow, how in the world you have such idea to start this health center? Yeah. Oh, you're so smart, right? Yeah. You're, you're so intelligent, right? You go before anyone. In Malaysia, there's no such health center. Mm. Even such, maybe... Southeast Asia, you cannot find one of this kind, right? Yes. This, and people say, David, you're so smart. You go ahead of people. When they tell things like that to me, I couldn't help but just to tell them, you do not know my background. Mm. You know? If you just know 20 years or 25 years ago, who is David Farm? You would think that this boy is a hopeless child, right? Really? And people was like, what? I say, yeah. You'll see a fat boy. You'll see a person that don't know how to study, you know, has there's no direction in life. Mm. I come from a very big family. Okay. And um, my mother has 11 children. Wow. I'm the 11th of all. So you're the baby in the family. I'm baby, you know, <laughs> nine boys and two girls. Wow. And uh, a lot of time they will say, ah, oh, you're the youngest in the family. You must be pampered. You must be... I say, no. You have to understand, when my mother gave birth to me, she was 45 years old. Mm. So when she go to the hospital to give birth, that was the time... My elder sister-in-law, my elder sister, they all gave birth together. Wow. So I was born together, together with my nephew and nieces. Mm. I'm not born with my brothers. Yes. My brother's age are too far from me. Okay, the so, oldest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the nearest to me on the 10, she was five years older than me, mm. right? So my, my parents never planned to have me. In fact, they wanted to, uh, uh, I mean, abort me. But my auntie 
were not allowed, right? Mm. So, so I was born. And uh, so there was not much care in the home. My parents just make sure we have food on the table. And um, we just grew up, right? Mm. So while growing up, there's one thing that's in my heart. I always want a friend. Because there's no friend. Mm. My brothers are too far from me. Yes. They never care for me, right? And, and you grow up with nephew. <laughs> They always want to bully you because you're uncle, right? <laughs> right. And you're so small size. Mm. There's only uncle that they can bully, right? Right. So you have a lot of pains growing up. Mm. And, um, and it's funny to say, when your father look at you, they don't, sometimes he might be confused whether you're a son or your grandson, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this family is just too big. We have maybe 40, 50 people living in one big home. Mm. Yeah. So Big they, family, wow. Yeah. So we are not really careful. we just grown up. So I, in, down in my heart, I really want friend, but I have no friend. And f- so I set up, maybe I get to eat so much. I love eating. Mm. So when I grow up, I eat so much, man. I eat pork. I eat fish. At the age of seven years old, I can eat fishes, big-sized fish. I can eat six or seven fishes. Wow. And when we eat pork, you know, Chinese eat pork a lot. Mm, mm. And we especially enjoy poly and what they call the berry meat. The belly, belly, pork yeah, belly. Pork belly, yes. where you have meat and fat, oh, yes. three layers, mm. and we deep fry them. And many of my family, they not eat the fat, they'll peel the fat, they'll eat the lean meat, right? So I will collect all the fat. Oh. In one meal, I collect one big bowl of fat, and I can finish in one meal. You can. And when I go to school, I cannot stop eating. So I, very young, mm. I steal money from my parents just to eat. Mm. They just give me 50 cents a day. But that was your joy in life, eating. Eating. So I, I had to steal money from my parents, maybe uh, 5 or 10 ringgit a mm. day to buy so much food. And I put under my drawer while the teacher was teaching. As soon as he turned his back, I would start eating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I eat constantly my, in my drawer. I have like almost an international buffet, you know. <laughs> so I eat so much. I yeah. eat until so much. I was so fat, right? Mm. I when I stand up, I couldn't even see my toes. I was so fat, and they call me watermelon. Oh. They call me big fat man. All kind of nickname I have, mm. right? Mm. And the worst still is I can't study when you're so fat, right? And I don't like to study because I don't understand any the teacher say. So in my report card, I never pass one subject. Mm. I can have zero mark, right? Mm. And uh, oh, by the way, my, my nephew was same class with me. He was s- much smarter than me. Mm. He did so well. He was the, in, the, in the classroom. He, he, he was the first six. I was the last two, right? Wow. So a lot of uh, pain in my life. Mm. And, uh, so in, at school, I will fight. I will run away from school, go to cinema, go to computer games and... There's not one day that I've never punished by teacher. Mm. So I hate going to school. Yes. I always find reason not to go to school, right? Mm. And even at a standard five, that was about 11 year, years old. At that age, I was thinking to end, up my, end my life. Really? It was so painful. I, I, I have nobody to talk to, right? Mm. And everyone just say, you're stupid, you are, you are useless, right? And everyone told my parents, Yo, this boy is hopeless. Mm. There's no hope for you. So, what can I do, right? So, 
in this kind of uh, I went I would say at that age I'm really depressed yes eating fat and uh, always punished by teachers it was only until when I was 13 years old when I entered into the secondary school mm. uh, change started to happen to me my brother say David why not let's go to church I said go to church what do we go to church for Mm. Oh, just come to church to join some activities. Eh? Mm. So I said, okay. So I went, and these this activities, they call it Pathfinder. Okay, so were you brought up in a Christian home? No, no. My oh. brother was the first one that became Adventist. Okay. I was, we, we were Taoist. Taoist. I, I go to temple all the time with my parents. Mm. My father is a secretary of a big Taoist temple. Okay. So i grown up as a Taoist. Mm. I seeing all kind of idols worshiping, yeah. Hmm. So I went to church because my brother brought me there, and then when I went there, I was really enjoying because there are many friends, right? And these friends are different than outside friends. They are more friendly. They okay. are they don't hurt you that much, right? Hmm. So I went to church not because of God. Okay, in the beginning, it's all because of friend. Okay. As I was growing up in the church, at from thirteen years old onward, and uh. You know, there's funny when I ever the Sabbath come, uh, I feel very, very what they call. I feel so restricted. Okay. Yes. And every time I go to worship, because I'm not there for God, I'm just there for friend. Mm. So whenever the pastor preach, I, I, I just, I just can't sit still, right? Mm. So I always waiting for several hours of pass so that we can <laughs> have some social time, yep. you know, eating time, great time. Yes. But until I start to know God, days. They told me they want to give me Bible study. I said, okay, they said Bible study. So they told me, try to explain to me about God. And I was very surprised. First time I heard that God loved men. Mm. I never grown up knowing that God can love somebody. Yes. Because you have to understand, we go to Taoist temple. So all the idols are very scary. Mm. They're very fearful, right? Red eyes, big face, all kind of, and they're holding with a big knife, the kind of things. Huh? Mm. And uh, they go, I mean, a lot of all these uh, supernatural things, they go through fires, they cut their bodies, you know, yeah. to prove that their God is great, right? And we have ghost months where we think, ah, so scary things. So when I go to church, everything changed. They told me God loved me. I said, what? Mm. I say. And, and they say, they say, God want to be my friend. Mm. I said, are you kidding? I said, human don't, don't even want to be my friend. <laughs> God want to be my friend? I said, that's too much for me, right? Yeah. And then they tell me, talk to God. I said, talk to God? Where is he? I can't see God. Mm. He said, just speak from your heart. I said, no, no, no. That, that doesn't make sense, right? When you talk to somebody, you need to see somebody. And uh, ask me to talk to God. God is in heaven. Well, I have no friend. Mm. And I, most of the time, I have no one to talk to. Yes. So, I remember I start talking to God. I said, God, are you there? I said, okay, I'll start talking to you. Mm. Uh, maybe people, when they look at me, they will think that I am go, go crazy. Right? Okay. They talk to in the air. Who will listen to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I start talking to God. Anything and everything, right? Mm. And strange thing happened to me when I talked more to God I, I felt that something strange happened in my heart hmm. I had peace in my heart wow. I said that strange feeling I have no such peace in my life the more I talk to God I have peace 
Mm. And I feel happier. And you're about 13 years old at this time? 13, 14. 13, okay. And I, think, I thought that was funny. Mm. So I get addicted talking to God. Just talking to God, I feel good. Mm. Because I'm very depressed. So I talk to God, I feel better. Yeah. As a friend. And more than that, because I always get in trouble. Uh, you know, I always get in trouble, right? In school, with friends, in, in fighting, in uh, homework and all kinds of things. Mm. I always get in trouble. Yes. And whenever I get in trouble, I ask, I call upon God. And God saved me out every time I call upon Him. Really? Wow. Even when, most of the time, the problem I created myself, right? Okay, so it's your, it's your fault. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. no, one, no one in any sense will help me in this world. Mm. But God will help me. Mm. So that, I think that was very nice. So I grew up, since I know God, till today, I can say that God is my true friend. Mm. Amen. Friend that know my heart, you know, He will treat me not like human treat you. Mm. So, so nice. So... I remember one time I was um, doing my, having my exam. Yes. And this exam was a national exam. I was 16 years old. And I know I will not pass the exam. Especially a national language, we call it Malay language. Mm. I will not fail that subject. And uh, if you fail, you cannot move on to your high school. Okay. To take your O-level, you know. Ah. So, I told God, 16 years old, what... What can I do with my life? And many people scare me. If you don't study, you know, they, they want me to study, but they do it in the wrong way. They try to scare me to study, right? Mm. Then if you don't study, oh, you know what? You will, you will go and throw, throw rubbish. You'll be a rubbish man. You go and throw feces, all kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I said, God, I cannot do this kind of work. Mm. I will fail my, my exam. So I pray. Mm. Three months before the exam, I look at the Malay language. I cannot understand them. Mm. So I spend more time to pray than I study, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because no one can taught, can teach me well. So when the day our exam came, I the first paper was comprehension. 50 questions. Mm. Every question they have A, B, C, D, E, you can choose mm. the the answer. But you understand, I don't understand one question. Mm. I told God, there's no way I can understand this, I will not pass. So after I pray, I say the only way for me is to every question, I will just ask God, which answer is this? So I took out my eraser. Yes. I cut into half. I, and, uh, I make it uh, like a dime. Like know? a dice? Dice, yeah. yeah. So, I made a, so I wrote A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. <laughs> so I pray every question and I throw the, 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 the eraser. Yeah. And whatever for the... <laughs> Whatever's at the top, that's yeah. the answer. Yeah, that's the answer. So I was just right. So 50 questions, the one and a half hours exam, yeah. I was praying and throwing my dime. Mm. So, and I submitted the, the paper. I prayed. I said, Lord, help me to get at least half right. And then the second paper on the Malay language, I have to write composition. The first paper, they asked me to write a story of 150 words. Mm. I said, Lord, in my brain, I don't even have 50 words. <laughs> How in the world am I going to write 150 word story? So I repeat my word over and over again. I don't even know what I write. Oh. I read it. I say, Lord, I don't even understand what story is this. <laughs> so I submitted it. And then the second, the second uh, com- 
composition have to write an official letter mm. to a company. I, I don't know what to write. Yes. So someone told me, if you just put the address, you'll get some marks. So mm. I put the address down on the paper and I just signed with an empty letter. Wow. <laughs> so I submitted the letter. And uh, when the exam was over, the result came out in one month time. My brother said, David, let's go and get your result. I said, I don't think I have result to take. He said, no, even if you fail, you've got to take your failed result back. So okay. So we went. It was a public result. Mm. And uh, my brother searched my name. And he said, David, you passed. I said, I passed. <laughs> I said, what happened to my Malay? Just passed. Just, said, Whoa. Wow. I was very thankful. And God saved me out. Yeah, Can you imagine that? Incredible Incredible story. And there are many stories, huh? When I don't do my homework and the teacher wanted to punish me, I said, Lord, what do I do? You know, in Malaysia those days, when they punish you, they skin you. They the cane, cane you. is like one in thick. Oh. So it's very terrible. So I pray God and to make the long story short, God save me every time. Mm. Well, when I get into my life, like what do you call, when I enter into my old level, Mm. High school finish, you got to take another national exam, which is equivalent to O level. I try and to do my best, but the result came out. I couldn't enter into any colleges. So I told my parents, I say, hey, what can I do? Mm. My parents don't know what to do. My brother don't know what to advise me. So I pray to God. My God is the only way he can help me. And I was impressed to repeat one more year. Mm. So I repeat one more year. I went and took tuition everywhere I can take. Malay language, English language, Chinese language, science, mathematics, whatever I can find, I go and find tuition teacher. Mm. After one year, I went for a second exam. And you know what? When the, re when the result came out, it was worse than the first time. Oh, so I don't know what to do in life. Yes. Wow. Also, so when I tell people this kind of experience, they say, what? And you're the president and the founder of Anand? <laughs> I say, wait. Yeah. So I do not know what to do. Mm. Then I say, okay, I'll play guitar because guitar is the only thing I can enjoy in the church. Yes. So I play my guitar. As I was, I start to learn guitar, classical guitar. Mm. So I was playing like four hours a day playing guitar and play and play. And while I was playing the guitar, I get very tired with it. I, you know, one thing in my life, I've never disciplined, nobody had disciplined me and I never disciplined myself to, to know how to do something consistent. So when I play the guitar, after a few months, even though something that I like becomes something that I dislike, mm. right? Yeah. So I told God, I cannot play guitar all my life. I don't want to play guitar anymore, but I have no way out. Mm. So I feel so bad, I got to play guitar all my life. So I pray, Lord, can you have some way out for me? And lo and behold, close to one year of playing guitar, um, there was a man came back from America. And uh, his name is Tay. I say, hey, I say, Tay. I don't know him very much, but yeah. he's our, our local church member. He came back from America. I go and see him. I say, Tay, I, I know you're studying something very strange, right? Some mm. very nobody do kind of work. I say, what are you doing? Yeah. He said, oh, I'm going to start medical missionary work. 
Okay. I said, medical missionary work. I said, what is that? Oh, I can teach you. You follow me. I will teach you. I say, you know, I say, I'm very stupid. <laughs> he said, don't worry. You just follow whatever I tell you. Mm. I said, okay. That's how we started health work in Malaysia then. Wow. That was in 1989. 1989. Okay. Quite a few years ago now, yeah. Many years ago. So I said, okay, I will do whatever you ask me to do. So those days, we started very humble, okay? Mm. We start very small. Uh, I have a motorbike. Uh, we, uh, we only 90cc, small yeah. bike. Small one, yeah. He looked very poor to me. So he's, he had nothing in the sand. He said, okay, let's get your bike and let's go and look for a house to rent. Mm. So that's how we started. We rent a house in Malacca. It only cost us 270 ringgit a month. Mm. Four bedroom. So after we rented the house, there was nothing there. And I told Tay, I said, Tay, so what do we do? We got nothing. You have no money to buy. I have nothing to offer. I can only move whatever I have in my room and put in one of the rooms. He said, don't worry, let's pray. So I said, okay, let's pray. So we pray, and afterwards, we pray. Um, he said, I was impressed. Okay, let's go and ask from the church member. Yes. So I start going church member one by one. I said, hey. Sister Tan, we're going to start medical missionary work. But I don't know what work is this, okay? Mm. I say, but we need a lot of things. Can you donate? Well, some people give us, give us one chair. Some give us one table. Some give us one pillow. Some give us some spoon and forks. We mm. just collect. It's, it's all secondhand. You know, yes. we collect everywhere. Some people just throw away their mattresses outside. So we just collect all the mattress, we wash them, we sun dry them, you know. <laughs> People give, give us curtain, bed sheets, we just collect everything we can. Mm. And to my amazement, within one month, the small house that we have rented, we have everything that we needed. Wow. But it's all second hand. Mm. One table with different chairs. Huh? Okay. Yes. <laughs> today maybe it's fashion, but those days it's all like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. People like second hand thing today, I don't know, but... Mm. Those days, it was old things and it was dang. And everything was second-hand. And we look at each other. So who will come to our second-hand home? Health centre second-hand. Yes. So that was how we started. Wow. So that's the beginning of the, the work that we now see in Anon some yes. 28 years later. Yes. Well, that's been fascinating. So you've told us your story. Look, what we need to do now is just go to a break. We'll just uh, send some messages out to our listeners. And don't go away, we'll be back right after this short commercial break. Stay tuned. Here is a sample from Henry Higgins entitled, O Love That Will Not Let Me Go, from his CD, Near to the Heart. Contact 3ABN Australia on 02-4973-3456 to purchase your own copy. Let's return to By the Word of Their Testimony with Etienne McClintock. 
I am on location in Malaysia, in the beautiful part of the world here, near Tampin, at Anon Healthcare. And with me in the studio, I have the president of Anon, David Fum. David, it's good that yes. we could hear your testimony before, and you were just telling how your life changed, and you met this friend of yours who was doing medical missionary work. Yes. And you started up a place at Malacca. Yes. You got a house, you got all this equipment together, but now how do you get... Started, right? How do you get started? How do you, come? Get, how do you get the patients or the yeah. people to come and visit? Yeah. Exactly, you know. I remember when we were at home, everything we need, needed to God provided, even mm. though it was secondhand. Then I look at Tay, I say, Tay, I say, so who will come? And they look at me, they say, David, I want to call your mother. I say, call my mom? Yeah. Well, my mother, she was 60 over years old then. Mm. She had high blood pressure, she had diabetic, she had uh, heart disease, she had arthritis, she had migraine headache, she was overweight. Wow. She got so many problems, right? Mm. I said, oh, I said, my mom is not well. You know, this funny thing is when I was younger, I always see my mother take medicine. You know, your high blood pressure, all kind mm. of sickness, you yes. got to take medicine, right? Mm. And you know, as a child, we, we hate medicine. We only take medicine when we're having fever, we're infected, right? Hmm. So I look at my mom. Every day she's taking medicine. So I went and I asked Ma. I said, Ma, how long are you going to take this medicine for? And she told me something that it blow my brain. Yeah. She said, the doctor told me I have to eat this medicine until I die. I said, what? Mm. I said, what kind of medicine is this? <laughs> you got to eat until you die? Yeah. I thought you medicine is only for a while and you got well. Yeah, medicine's supposed to fix you, cure you. Yeah? Exactly, and right? this medicine's not going to do that. You got to eat until you die. Yeah. I said, what is this? Mm. So when Tay say, get your mother, I said, okay, I'll get my mother. She just take too much medicine. Mm. So she said, okay. I said, I get my mother and you get your mother. His mother was very sick too. Yeah. So this health center started with my mother and his mother. So your first two guests are both your mother. Exactly. <laughs> so... You know, one thing nice is mother believes every children. Huh? Mm. So I said, mother, come to my health center. We'll fix you up. And she believed me. <laughs> <laughs> so she came and his mother came. And you know, very simple. We live together. And you got to understand, I was overweight too. Mm. And um, how old are you at this time? Yeah. That time I was about 19 over years. Okay. 19 plus. Yeah? Right. So... Um, they taught me how to cook, right? Um, two mothers there, we were cooking for them, how to eat healthily, plant-based diet, exercise, uh, that we don't have nice facilities, it's just a home, mm. right? When we want to do some steam bath, we have to use a plastic chair with a rice cooker to create the steam, okay. you know, to use a bed sheet to cover yourself and all kind of uh, primitive so, yeah, yeah, treatments, yeah? stuff, yeah. Yeah, okay. we call it monkey solutions. Yeah? We put everything <laughs> together. Yeah. And, and you've had some training there from your friend? From or? my friend. He, okay. he would teach me what to do, right? Okay. So <laughs> I'll just do. And uh, to my surprise, after one month, living simple, exercise, eating, plant-based diet, she lost close 15 kilos. 15 kilos. Her high blood pressure stopped. Mm. No more. So don't take the medication anymore. Wow. The blood, pre uh, the, the, the diabetics was, the, mm, was much better. She, the medicine cut into half. Mm. And she used to have migraine headache. She almost take painkiller every day. Mm. If not, she can't work. 
and the migraine gone forever. Wow. Never come back again. So some things were cut in half and some things totally disappeared. Yes. Yeah. And she lost weight and she looked more beautiful. Mm. So ah, I say, wow, I say, Ma, this is too good to be true. Yeah. I said, a whole world of medicine cannot cure you. Mm. You change your lifestyle and you are well. Mm. How come the doctor never tell you? Yes. <laughs> so she got well and my, my friend's mother got well and we got more people start coming in. I mean, of course, not many people that hurt was relative. So one or two will start coming. And while I was playing my guitar for a few hours a day, the rest of the time I helped Tay, doing some massage, cook food, bring them to exercise. And I realized that everyone that came in here, they got well. Mm. So I told God, this is something a stupid person like me know what to do. Mm. Right? I don't yeah. know. There's no college here here. You can accept me. But this place, I'm, f- I'm learning so much. Mm. So I say, Lord, can I stop my guitar? I don't want to play this guitar anymore. Let me do full-time American yeah. missionary work. Right? Wow. Then I say, but I dare not let go of my guitar. Right? Mm. Because I don't know whether that's the way. So I pray for God. I, I pray for a sign from God. I say, Lord, if you want me to stop my music, and full-time doing medical missionary work, can you give me a sign? Mm. I said, this sign is, you know, in the residential area where we were then, whenever I go out for exercise, I met an old man that always tried to exercise, but he have stroke or some kind of problem. Mm. Whenever I pass by him, he walked very slowly, and I look at him, there's no smile on his face, I tried to smile at him. He never smiled. I can know that he suffered a lot. Yes. So I said, Lord, how about this? You help me to heal that man. Then I know there's a sign that you want me to let go of everything and follow you to do medical missionary work. Okay, so this is not just an easy thing to do. No, this no. is like a real miracle. And you have to understand, I don't know much, right? Yeah. Whatever yeah. they teach me is just like, Carpenter work, you know, you see and you do. Yes. I don't read books, right? I cannot read books. Mm. So okay. So one morning, Sunday morning, I went to the house. I know where he stayed. So I went to the house. I knocked at the door. You got to understand, we're total stranger. They don't know me. <laughs> I knock at the door. The wife was there. The son was there. I look at them. They look at me. I say, hello. I say, I'm staying just up there, you know. I will do some health work. I know there's somebody sick here. I'm here to offer my help. Hmm. Oh, they say, okay, come in. <laughs> so I came in. I look at the man. He was lying on his bed. I say, what happened to you? Oh, he say, six years ago, I have a stroke. Hmm. And something like Parkinson too, you know. Right. And they, I spent all my money. I sell my land away, sold my house away, my car away, just to he- get healing. Mm. But the sickness never get better, but mm. worse. Wow. And now we're so poor. My wife have to work, like, you know, work uh, selling some junk food at a school, mm. you know. And I have no more money left. And my son don't even care about me now because I have no money. Mm. Oh, very sad story. Ah, I look at him, I say, man, six years, God, what can I do for him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he told me, my stomach is painful all the time. Wherever I eat, I feel like vomiting. That is worse than my stroke. Mm. I said, man, how can I help him? Yeah. I said, God. So I only know one thing. I said, 
I mean, no, not one thing, but at least one thing I know. I say, I say, he's Mr. Lim, right? I say, Mr. Lim, I'll do my best to help you, okay? And uh, so that evening, I gave him a charcoal drink. Hmm. You have to understand, 25 years or 30 years ago, charcoal? Hmm. Nobody knows you can drink charcoal, right? Yes. You tell them, you give them charcoal water, they think they'll kill them. Right? Yeah, that's right. So I gave them the charcoal drink. But I know he had stomach problem. He asked me, what drink is this? Look like coffee, right? <laughs> so I say, um, I dare not say it's charcoal. Mm. I say this black water is good for you. Mm. You know, they just believed me. Yeah. So I said, oh, okay. So she drank it up. I went back home. I prayed that night. And morning before I went, I prayed again. I went to his house. There was nobody in the house. I went to the house. He was alone there. The wife was already out for work. I look at him. He smiled at me. Mm. I said, wow. I said, Mr. Lim, when was the last time you smiled? <laughs> I said, what happened? He said, you know what? Last night, the drink that you give, the black water that you give to me, after I drank, I got so good sleep all the way to morning. Mm. I never felt so nice on my stomach in my life. Mm. After I heard that, I was so excited. Yes. I said, man, praise God. Amen. <laughs> so I prayed with him. I said, now, let's do some treatments, you know. I do steam bath for him. I bring him up for walk. You know, before we do anything for him, he can walk only maybe 150 to 100 steps. He mm. had to stop for maybe 20 minutes. And, she, and he will continue to walk very short and he will rest, you know. Mm. So I massage him, I try to soften his feet, I do everything I know. I think love played a big part of it. Yes. Nobody take care of him like that. I brush his teeth, I try to cut his nail, you know, yeah. I trim his moustache and his beard, right? I bathe him, I do everything I can for him, right? Mm. Take care of him. And I bring him for exercise. After one week, he can walk half a kilometer. Hmm. So after only being able to walk 50 to 100 paces, yes. now you can walk half a kilometer. Two weeks later, he was walking one kilometer. Hmm. That's rapid progress. One month later, he was climbing a hill with me. Wow. With a stick, of course, with a yes, stick. Yes. He was climbing with me. One month later. That is, that is remarkable. And, and this is the man that's had strokes. So he had yes. some paralysis yes. before? Yeah, and he couldn't bathe himself mm. before. Mm. The wife would bathe him, and he only bathed like three times a week. Mm. Smell like crazy. <laughs> After one month, he can bathe himself, he can cook for himself. Even though there's still sign of his stroke, yes. but he can manage himself by... That independent. He's independent. now independent, yeah. I was so happy, you know. I said, Lord, now I know. Because <laughs> so that was the sign. sign. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can stop my music. <laughs> but I thank God for the talent. Now I can play guitar. I can sing songs with people. Yes. I can worship with people, right? Yes. So I was very happy. I told Sebastian, I'm full-time with you now, right? Mm. So we continue serving for close to one year together. And then something strange happened. Um, the state that we live in is in Malaysia called Malacca. Mm. In 1990, Something happened to the state of Malacca. There's drought. And there was no water supply for six months. Mm. Okay? And you can't function a health center, even if it's a small home. There's no water supply. Yeah. You've got to do water treatment. You've got to cook. You've got to do so many things, right? Mm. So we can't continue. So after we 
We try to survive for three months. There's no more water supply. Every day we've got to wait for the distributions. You know, mm. the truck will come and distribute water to you. So Sebastian, uh, our, our friends, they say we have to stop. I said, okay. Then I was praying to God, what do I do now? Mm. I said, full time. I will yeah. work full time for you now. The center has to stop. But God, ways is never our way. Mm. God's thoughts is not our thoughts. Yes. God say, I will never let you down. Right? Blessed is the man that trusted in him. So I can only trust my God. I say, Lord, what's, what is next? And that was the time. The college that my friend went to in America, in Virginia, the president passed by Malaysia. Hmm. So as he was coming by, he visited my friend, right? Just want to see what he was doing. Yeah. Because the college there was a missionary college. Okay. He wanted to see what his student was doing. Hmm. So the president came. Dr. Standish was his name. Okay. He came and uh, he said, Hey, if you get to know me, and Dr. Stan is saying, David, why don't you come to America to study? I said, come to America to study? He had no idea my background, right? <laughs> and those days, I can't even speak English. Yeah. The, the only two words I can say well is yes and no. Okay. So he gave me the application form. I, um, I, to be honest, I can't, can't understand enough to fill the form, mm. the application. I yes. got to find my friend to help me up, uh, follow state all my academic performance. Uh, I feel so bad. I had to send such a poor academic performance and I sent it to America. And I never expect they were sent. To my great surprise, within about close to three months, they replied me. You know, mm. those days, there's no WhatsApp, there's no email. Yes. You've got to wait for mail, right? Yeah. Three months later, I received a mail back from them. In the letter, you see, you've been accepted. I said, wow. wow. And to my greatest surprise, they say, we give you half scholarship. Hmm. I was like, what? I thought scholarship is for the smart. How give to me? Yeah, for well, the academics. I, <laughs> so I thank God. I got, and then they say in the letter, you can work during the summer and the winter break, holidays for the rest of the other half of the tuition. tuition. Yeah. Wow, it's free now. Mm. I just need to work. Now I need to find a plane ticket to fly over. So I decided, even though I cannot speak English, I'm a poor student. I can't understand any English well. I said, I must go. I know God had opened the way for me. I said, Lord, if I die in America, I will die there. So I go and tell my parents. I said, Pa, Ma, I'm going to America. To study. He said, Where are you going? America. All my nephew and nieces, they laugh me to scorn. They say, <laughs> What? There's no college in Malaysia can accept you, you go to America. Yeah. I said, Look, they even give me scholarship. Mm. And they say, What kind of college is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, my parents gave me a plane tickets, my brother gave me some money, and mm. I flew. You know? I fly from Malaysia to America. I got to transit in England. By transiting in England, I got to find a gate, right? Mm. My English was so poor, I can't even read the sign and understand the sign. Mm. I can't find my gate. I was so panicked. Yeah. Until finally, thank God, I found a Chinese man. Mm. He was going to Canada. I said, can you help me to find my gate? 
Joe, no problem, come. <laughs> <laughs> That's how poor my that, English was. That is incredible. So when I reached America, this is a mission college, mm. right? They train missionaries. And uh, when I was there, I already lose my weight. I look better. Yeah. And I tell myself, I say, hey, I got eight brothers and two sisters. They're all smart in study. Mm. Doctor, they're engineer, they're teacher, they're interior designer. There may be something in my brain that I have not discovered. Mm. So I say, God, I must act smart. I must do well. Mm. But you know what? When I speak, they know how smart I am, right? <laughs> so on the day of registration, the supervisor, the teacher, she told me, she, she, she told me, David, your English is poor and your past academic performance is very bad. This quarter, you try one class. Mm. She don't even have faith that I will pass, right? Right. She said, just try one class mm. and see. But you know what? I'm a Chinese. Yeah. We know how to count. To, in my heart, everything is free. Right. So if I take all the classes, I don't have to pay, right? <laughs> yeah. So I say, no, no, no. I say, teacher, let me take all the classes. Mm. She said, no, you will, pa- you, you, you will fail. I said, don't worry. Just let me take all the classes I want to try. Mm. In my heart, it's free, right? So yeah. let me just try, right? <laughs> I don't have to pay any money, right? Yeah. So I said, just let me try. Mm. She said, no, you will fail. I said, don't worry, don't worry. Just let me... F- it's okay if I fail. Just let me try. She mm. said, no, you will fail. Man, in my heart, I was thinking... What's a big deal if I fail? I fail all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. so, but I did, not say <laughs> I did not say that to her. Yeah. So finally she said, okay, mm. if the president, Dr. Standish, agree, mm. I'll let you take it. You must have special approval. I said, okay, okay. So I go and find Dr. Standish. I said, Dr. Standish, look, I need your approval to mm. take full classes. And he looked at me. He said, David. I said, yes. You have got a brain. I said, yes. Hmm. You think you can do it? He said, of course. Okay, God bless you. So he signed. <laughs> so he gave me. Yeah. So I went, I go back to the teacher. I said, hi, I got approval. Hmm. I said, okay. You see, when I registered the class, I haven't seen the book. I don't know how big the book is. Uh, okay? okay. The first subject was anatomy and physiology part one. Oh. Second subject was massage. And third subject was the book of Daniel. When I see the book Anatomy and Physiology, I've never seen such a big book in my life. <laughs> so thick. Yeah. In 10 weeks, I, finish, I have to finish half book. And Massage, there are three books. And the book of Daniel. You know the book called Uriah Smith? Uriah Smith, yeah, Daniel Revelation. Finish a, yeah. Almost half of it. Oh. And that, that's just one. There are still other books for the book of Daniel, right? So I said, wow. You have to understand, when I study, I can't understand the English well. Mm. Right? Ten words. I might have to look up from the dictionary about five or six words. But more than half yes. on the dictionary. Yeah. So when, when I flip the dictionary, there's no digital dictionary. Okay, those is all big dictionary book, right? Yes. Got to flip. I get very good by flip, you know, by <laughs> by flipping dictionary. Simple word like this. I remember one time I was reading anatomy and physiology. B A S I C. 
basic. Basic. Yeah. I said, what is this? So I went to the dictionary mm. and looked for B-A-S-I-C. When I found the word, you have to understand, my Chinese is not any better. <laughs> okay. So when I read Chinese, 基础, and I go back to read the book again, I still don't understand what that means. Really? Can you imagine how difficult it is? Wow. So it would Am- take a long time for you to get through any material. Oh. For an American to study one hour, I maybe have to take five hours to match that one hour. Wow. So you know what? In the college, they, have, they are very disciplined. You've got to study in the morning. You have to work in the afternoon, six, you know, 16 hours a week. Mm. So you've got to work in the afternoon, four hours. And then you have to sleep by 9.30. Then you have all kind of uh, dorm worship, you know. You've got to eat your dinner. By the time you can study and do your homework, mm. you only left two hours maximum. Yeah, yeah, so how do you cope with so, two hours? <clears throat> they don't care what time you wake up. So I wake up like 12 o'clock in the morning. Wow. I'll study from 12.30 or 1 o'clock in the morning all the way to 7 o'clock. Mm. When everyone was sleeping, you know, and work hard. I remember one time, when, you know, when in my room there's no table. I had to go to the, to the living hall mm. to study in the dorm. And when I come down from the second floor, one time it was in the midnight to about 1 o'clock in the morning when everyone was sleeping. It was so dark, right? I came down with my books and I sleep. You slipped on the stairs? Yes. Oh. And I fall from all the way down and all whole dumb people wake up. <laughs> oh, no. I tell you, it was so but, tough. You, you didn't hurt yourself? I hurt that. Oh, you but, didn't hurt But, but, but no, I'm still a young man, I can, I can bear that, right? Yeah. And um, after two weeks, after two weeks, you know what? After two weeks, when I look at the book, I was like almost in a dream. Mm. Try two weeks. You only sleep three, four hours. Never have enough sleep. And you got to work, study. You're so tired. Yes, I can Your imagine. Your brain is so weak. Mm. And after two weeks, I look at the book. It was in the mid-morning. Immediately, my brain told me, David, no matter how hard you try, you will fail. Mm. I was so sad. I pulled a white flag to heaven. I said, God, I surrender. Yes. I said, Lord, no matter how I try, I know I'll fail. But I remember how you helped me. I tried my best. Now I know I can't do it. Mm. Even though I pray before I study, but I still depend on myself. I think I can. Yes. But now I say, Lord, I can't. Help me. Mm. I surrender all. I said, Lord, if I pass, it is only because of your grace. So... I closed the book, I went back to sleep. The next day, I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, not so early in anymore. And that morning, I opened the book. After my devotion, I only left maybe two hours to study. I said, Lord, that's all I have for the time. Do whatever you can for me. Mm. I surrender all. And that morning, a miracle happened to my life. Mm. I almost can felt that God put a key in my brain and start open up. I can almost see all the words that I was looking up in the past two weeks from the dictionary, all the English words, yes. float into my brain. And they're all connected. And suddenly I understand the whole sentence what they're trying to tell me. Mm. I said, wow! I literally was like, wow! No, I'm not, I, I can understand. 
So I was reading. Instead of taking four hours to read anatomy and physiology, yes. now 45 minutes, I'm done. Wow. From that day onward, I realized when you understand how enjoying it is to study. Incredible. Wow. So I was happily studying since then. So another miracle. Yes. Yeah. And when I finished that quarter, I kind of know I, I will pass, okay? Yeah. And uh, when the winter was over, my friend came. He said, David, do you know your result? <laughs> I said, Alex, if I can understand, if I can just pass my, my, all my subject, I'll be more than happy. Mm. And Alex told me, David, your result was all A's. I said, all A's? I said, no, 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 no. cannot be all A's. So I went myself and took the result. My anatomy physiology was A. My massage was A. My Daniel was A. My work education was A. I said, wow. Mm. And I said, if I have A's, everyone should have A's. And the whole class, there was 50 students. There was only four person have all A's. And I'm one of them. So I came into my room and I prayed to God. I said, thank God. And a Bible verse came to my mind. The Bible says, if therefore any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, everything has become new. Mm. And that morning, the Lord let me see a Bible verse. I just opened my Bible. I went into 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 onward. Say that God has chosen the foolish thing of this world, base things of this world, to confound the wise. Mm. So that no man can glory before God. Amen. So, I was so happy. I can finish my college. I send my result home. And uh, my parents were shocked. My, all my brothers were shocked. And they all say, man, this boy is a miracle child. Mm. So they recognized the miracle because they've yes. grown up with you all your life. Yes. Look, thank you. Thank you for that, David. We're just going to take a short break here to share our contact details. And we'll be back right after the short message. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us on By the Word of Their Testimony. If you would like more information about today's program, or if you have any questions, please contact 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning 0249733456. Or you can send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's join Etienne McClintock in the studio as he continues by the word of their testimony. I'm here on location at Anon, which is near Tampin in Malaysia. And I have in the studio the president of Anon, David Farm. And David has just been sharing his testimony about the miracles that God provided in his life from being a person that was really a very low performer academically, where God all of a sudden just turned on a key in his mind and he then is able to achieve A's for all his subject while he's getting trained. Now, just in the last few moments that we have, David, perhaps you can just wrap up your story for us. Yeah, actually, I have many stories to tell. Mm. Starting Anon. Yes. God gave me so many miracles. Mm. I walk with God daily, right? Yes. Every challenges I find. You know, Anon, we look at this size of Anon's, right? Got millions and millions of dollars to build this place. Yes. I started with nothing. There's nothing on my pocket. Mm. I walk with Christ. Whatever God tell me, I do. I do not know what holds tomorrow. Whatever God tell me, I do. God never give me a plan. I mm. just walk with Him. 
Die walken by faith. Yes. Yeah. And I know, no matter how tough the path is, the end is always so sweet. Mm, amen. Even though people see Anon, I've been through heartache so much. Mm. A lot of hard work. But it was worth it. I want to tell everyone, if you have God, you have everything. Amen. Yes. This world is too many troubles. Mm. You will not know what's going to happen tomorrow. But you know what? If you have God, He is our refuge. He is our guide. Jesus said, I will carry you through everything. Mm. What in the world you have such offer? Money cannot do that. No. A company cannot do that. Mm. Only God can give such promises. Mm. So I want everyone to know, God is everything to me and to everyone that take Him seriously. Amen. Thank you very much, David Farm, for sharing your testimony with us today. It's been such an inspiration and a blessing to me, and I know it will be a blessing to those who've been listening today as well. So, dear listener, we pray that God will continue to bless and guide you, that you also, like David, would put your life in his hands and trust the one who holds tomorrow. Amen. And we look forward to talking with you next time when we share some more testimonies from people who have had their lives transformed and changed by the power of God. God bless you. God bless you. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.